0: CHAPTER 28 OF OLD WELLS DUG OUT This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marcia Payne OLD WELLS DUG OUT BY THOMAS TALMAGE THE WORLD GOING THE FASHION OF THIS WORLD PASSETH AWAY. 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 7 VERSE 31 THERE ARE MANY WHO FIND IN THIS SUBJECT ONLY AN ELEMENT OF SADNESS. I FIND IN IT CHIEFLY AN ELEMENT OF JOY. AS PAUL SOMETIMES USED FIGURES DRAWN FROM THE THEATRE, I THINK THAT I HAVE A RIGHT TO SAY THAT AS THE SHIFTING SCENES AT THE END OF AN ACT do not indicate that the play is ended but only that it is developing so all the changes on earth are but the shifting scenes in the great drama of god's providence which will come to a glorious and successful completion i want tonight to take a christian and manly view of this subject and not the view of a sickly sentimentalist I am glad that the fashion of the world, and that the world itself, is passing away, for it is only making room for something better. In the same procession in which march the manners and the customs and the institutions of the world march the dispensations of God's providence, by which the church is to be made mightier and society purer roll on o wheels of the ages though institutions fall though governments be crushed though empires be depopulated though the world be destroyed roll great wheel of the ages let all crowns melt if our king gets his dominions let all armies be routed if from the ruins christ shall marshal his armies with banners Let this earth burn, if out of the leaping flames there shall spring the new heaven and the new earth, in which dwelleth righteousness. I propose to talk to you about the transitory nature of all earthly things, and then to guard you against some wrong applications of the subject. I suppose you have all noticed the changes in families. Where are the prominent families of forty years ago? They ruled society as with the scepter. The cut and the style of their dress decided the apparel of the city. They walked with an air of opulence, or dashed down behind well-groomed steeds clattering on the pavements. As they passed, all hats were lifted. As they entered a room, all conversation was hushed or turned upon them poets rulers millionaires sat at their table they drank their wine from chalices that had glittered in the banquets of a century they sat in antique chairs in which lordly men had lounged looking at the walls papered with the many scenes of the chase in which their ancestors had mingled with sounding horn and baying hounds and broken antlers they were praised they were sought after other vehicles halted to let theirs pass and to their haughty look men bowed obsequiously and danced around them with flattering attentions where are those families now some of them i am glad to say their name mighty on change and mighty in social circles untouched of disaster but where are the most of them shall i tell you the story the coat of arms is lost the pictures and the golden urn long ago went to the auctioneer's room halls so airy and grand have become a nest of brokers shops he goes along the street broken down with dissipations buttons off and rum blossoms on the last relic of that great house in that old arm-chair that went down into the rookery in the pictures whose torn canvas was pitched into the garret rubbish in those halls that have exchanged the lordly step of the proprietor for the shuffling feet of bargain makers i hear a voice loud and deep sounding above cartman's dray and auctioneer's mallet the fashion of this world passeth away so likewise has it been with all human achievements the bridge that tacks the brain of the architect no more crosses the stream but the romantic schoolboy sits on the crumbling abutments, making rhymes about the mutation of all earthly things. To the structure that once caused the millwright many sleepless nights, the farmer no more brings his grist. The old wheel, broken and covered with weeds, no more dashes the mountain stream to foam. The fine house, that overshadowed all the others on the block now crumbles the small window panes and the old-time roof and the outlandish stairs seeming in sorrow to say oh for those days when people passing here would exclaim who lives there many of the books that were popular in the libraries forty years ago are gone now gone down into the cellar gone into the garret or stand begging on the bookstand on the street corner or sleep their last sleep in the antiquarian's library not knowing where they tread the Tennysons and longfellows and bancrofts walk over the graves of historians and poets taking by storm the libraries of the world mounting up on ladders of shelves until they plant their batteries of light and truth on the very heights of knowledge. The great libraries at the Vatican and in Munich and Dresden are only the Westminster abbeys in which royal books have been buried. The tooth of time is gnawing away at reputations that it was supposed could never be damaged or lost. Bookworms, are boring down through the passage that was expected to be immortal, while those old ambitious authors or their spirits seem wandering up and down the aisles of the National Library, unable to find their way out into the sunlight, with skeleton fingers fumbling the venerable pages, with trembling voice seeming to say, gone and forgotten. The old philosophers who spent much of their time in tinkering with electricity are mostly forgotten while morse lassos the lightning and cyrus w field with it lashes fast two hemispheres time follows right after old mortality but with sharper chisel and stronger hand battering to pieces the monuments and the sarcophagus and the pyramids lord and squire duke and duchess earl and viscount baron and knight are sharing the same fate with lowell operative and nantucket whalemen and scranton coal heavers feather and crest star and epaulette and cockade sharing the same fate with shoemaker's last and blacksmith's apron so has it also been with great cities. Where is Nineveh, the blossoming splendor of the Assyrian empire, all nations driving their caravans into her streets? City of precious stones, Jasper and Chrysophorus and caledony, her fountains tossing up into basins of alabaster, and amidst exquisite statuary, the wealth and pomp of the world passing through her streets strolling through her galleries of art shouting in her amphitheatres mingling in her scenes of splendor and triumph alas for nineveh the antiquarian plunges his crowbar into the grave of all that buried splendor and the broken pillars respond and the slabs of gypsum speak out and the engraved cylinders break the silence and all the ground ascends up rumbling rueful and woeful voices the fashion of this world passeth away where is tamor the city of palms built by the munificent hand of king solomon warlike tribes dashed back from her walls as a wave splits into foam upon a rocky beach Palm trees grew along all her streets, and overshadowed many of her buildings, until the city was a bower of beauty. The wealth of all nations unpacked and unrolled in her markets. Her temple of the sun, with three hundred and ninety columns, on double rows, heaving up toward heaven, on shoulders of marble, the worship, and the pomp, and the genius, and the wealth, of a great nation o oh, tadmor the cup of mirth to thy lip the crown of greatness on thy brow where art thou the huts that cluster around her ruins make no answer the broken tombs and the defaced sculpture and the multifaceted friezes respond not but the sands of the desert drift across the place and in the low mournful moan of the desert wind i hear it the fashion of this world passeth away so also my friends has it been with all earthly authority of how much worth now is the crown of caesar who bids for it who cares now anything about the amphictonic council or the laws of lycurgus Who trembles now because Xerxes crossed the Hellespont on a bridge of boats? Who fears because Nebuchadnezzar thunders at the gates of Jerusalem? Who cares now whether or not Cleopatra marries Antony? Who crouches before Ferdinand or Boniface or Ulrich? Can Cromwell dissolve the English parliament now? Is William, Prince of Orange, king of the Netherlands? No. No. However much Elizabeth may love the Russian crown, she must pass it to Peter, and Peter to Catherine, and Catherine to Paul, and Paul to Alexander, and Alexander to Nicholas. Leopold puts the German scepter into the hand of Joseph, and Philip comes down off the Spanish throne to let Ferdinand go on. House of Aragon, House of Habsburg, house of stuart house of bourbon quarrelling about everything else but agreeing in this the fashion of this world passeth away but have all these dignitaries gone can they not be called back i have been in assemblages where i have heard the roll called and many distinguished men have answered if i should call the roll to-night of some of those mighty ones who have gone I wonder if they would not answer. I will call the roll. I will call the roll of the kings first. Alfred the Great. William the Conqueror. Frederick the Second. Louis the Sixteenth. No answer. I will call the roll of the poets. Robert Southby Thomas Campbell. John Keats. George Crabb. Robert Burns. Lord Byron. No answer. I call the role of the artists. Michelangelo. Paul Viennese. William Turner. Christopher Wren. No answer. Eyes closed. Ears deaf. Lips silent. Hands palsied. Scepter. Pencil. Pen. Sword put down forever, in literature in art in government the fashion of this world passeth away but i find a more striking illustration of my subject at any rate it is more impressive to my own mind when i look at the changing shape of this physical earth do you know that even the mountains on the back of a thousand streams are leaping into the valley. The Alleghenies are dying. The dews with crystalline mallet are hammering away the rocks. So when you say anything is as firm as a rock, you say nothing. Frosts and showers and lightnings are sculpturing Mount Washington and the Catskills. Niagara every year is digging for itself A quicker plunge the sea all around the earth on its shifting shores is making mighty changes in bar and bay and frith and promontory some of the old sea coasts are midland now off nantucket eight feet below low water mark are found now the stumps of trees showing that the waves are conquering the land parts of nova scotia are sinking Ships today sail over what, only a little while ago, was solid ground. Near the mouth of the St. Croix River is an island which, in the movements of the earth, is slowly but certainly rotating. All the face of the earth changing, changing. In 1831, an island springs up in the Mediterranean Sea. In 1866, another island comes up under the observation of the american consul as he looks off from the beach the earth all the time changing the columns of a temple near busily show that the water has risen nine feet above the place it was when those columns were put down changing our colorado river once vaster than the mississippi flowing through the great american desert which was then an Eden of luxuriance, has now dwindled to a small stream creeping down through a gorge. The earth itself, that was once vapor, afterward water, nothing but water, afterward molten rock, cooling off through the ages until plants might live, and animals might live, and men might live, changing all the while, now crumbling, now breaking off, the sun burning down gradually in its socket, changing, changing, in imitation of the last great change to come over the world, even infused into the mind of the heathen who has never seen the Bible. The Hindus believe that Brahma, the creator, once made all things. He created the water, then moved over the water, out of it lifted the land, grew the plants and animals and men on it. Out of his eye went the sun. Out of his lips went the fire. Out of his ear went the air. Then Brahma laid down to sleep four thousand three hundred and twenty million years. After that, they say, he will wake up, and then the world will be destroyed, and he will make it over again, bringing up land, bringing up creatures upon it, then lying down again to sleep four thousand three hundred and twenty million years then waking up and destroying the world again creation and demolition following each other until after three hundred and twenty sleeps each one of these slumbers four thousand three hundred and twenty million years long Brahma will wake up and die and the universe will die with him an imitation though very faint of the great change to come upon this physical earth spoken of in the bible but while brahma may sleep our god never slumbers nor sleeps and the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth and all things that are therein shall be burned up well says someone in the audience if that is so if the world is going from one change to another if the fashion of this world is passing away then what is the use of my toiling for its betterment that is the point on which i want to guard you i do not want you to become misanthropic it is a great and glorious world if christ could afford to spend thirty-three years on it for its redemption then you can afford to toil and pray for the betterment of the nations and for the bringing on of that glorious time when all people shall see the salvation of God. While, therefore, I want to guard you against misanthropic notions in respect to this subject I have presented, I want you to take this thought home with you. This world is a poor foundation to build on. It is a changing world, and it is a dying world. The shifting scenes and the changing sands are only emblems of all earthly expectation. Life is very much like this day through which we have passed. To many of us, it is storm and darkness, then sunshine, storm and darkness, then afterward a little sunshine, Now again, darkness and storm. Oh, build not your hopes upon this uncertain world. Build on God. Confide in Jesus. Plan for an eternal residence at Christ's right hand. Then come sickness or health. Come joy or sorrow. Come life or death. All is well. All is well though the fashion of this world does pass away. End of chapter 28. Recording by Marcia Payne.